but these are some really beautiful things that the Lord's been able to help us enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what sometimes it's tempting to, um, like fight those busy seasons or assume that something's wrong when life is just full and we're going, like, it sounds like that must be a lot of back and forth and, you know, Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast, 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing our homes and family life cheerfully to the glory of God. We can actually enjoy housework and love being homemakers when we focus on truth and work with gratitude. I'm Misty Winkler. I am a homemaker married to my husband, Matt, for 22 years now, and three of our five kids, uh, we are still homeschooling. Uh, the other two are off into adulthood. <laughs> I write and podcast at Simply Convivial, and I run Convivial Circle, a community helping women to excel at homemaking and do life cheerfully. And today I'm joined by my neighbor, really, <laughs> Hannah Spuler. Hannah is a musician and picture book author living in the Pacific Northwest with her husband, six kids, and the occasional pet insect. She lives in a cheerful commotion of art projects, laughter, and musical ventures. She and her husband own Catechism Music LLC and have just recently launched a product called WSC in Me, which is the Westminster Shorter Catechism in Modern English set to music. She has a heart for biblical culture shaping and loves all things good, true, and beautiful, except maybe sports. Which, I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today, Anna. You're welcome. And sports, I'll be honest, I'm trying. <laughs> I really am. That's I more know. than I can say. <laughs> I see the value in sports. It's yeah. kind of how I see the value in languages, but I'm not gifted in languages. So I can enjoy and support someone else learning language, but I'm not there. <laughs> not, it's not my gifting. Um, and I am even willing, like if someone were like, hey, I want to teach you sports. I would probably say, okay, sure. You know, I'm, <laughs> <at it. laughs> so, I'm not against sports. Let's just be clear. <laughs> um, yeah, great to be on. Thanks for having me. We'll be doing rugby. It looks like rugby in the rain this Saturday with our three-year-old oh, boys. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> it is good for them. Yeah, it is good. And we've started, we've added some sports into our family too. So I'm sort of slowly easing into, okay, I might be a sports mom in the future. I have to wrap my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might need someone to explain all the rules in great detail, but <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> So what kind of things do you have on your plate these oh, days? You hear what? sports. Um, so my son is actually in cross country, which gets me up at 5.30 every morning. Wow. So I'm off at the school. Um, and so it's actually been fantastic because it's an extra hour mm -hmm. to my day where I come home and I have an hour before I have to go anywhere or do anything else. And it's actually been a huge blessing. And it's been this sweet little ride to school with him. Uh, where he gets to tell me all his things. And today I asked him, so what song do you have in your head? And he laughed because he didn't realize that I knew he always had a song in his head. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a special kind of moment with him. 
Um, and then he also is, he's class president at school, which means that I'm taking on this new role of being a class president's mom, which in seventh grade, we do most things, like the parents are the ones doing most things. So I have to like read every email and all of that to make sure that it's clear. Um, and then the big things that are kind of going on in our family right now are four of our people, this this is honestly the, probably the busiest we've ever been as a family. So four of our people, so including my husband, are involved in the Beauty and the Beast musical at our school. Yeah. Um, so I have one running spotlight and one is in the ensemble and then one is Chip. Oh, <laughs> how fun. It's so fun, which he qualifies for because he's so small. <laughs> he's old but he's small so it worked out really well um, and then my husband is actually doing some of the music so the four of them are going to rehearsals and dress rehearsals and then next week is a production so you should come bring your kids it's going to be really fun the costumes are awesome everything is so much fun and um don't worry about the spotlight being like slightly off if that happens. <laughs> like, mom, I just, I'm missing a cue. I'm like, you'll get it. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, and then, so that's the big like immediate thing that's going on. Um, but in the meantime, I'm also um, coming out with a book, October 31st. So my very first picture book, it's really fun. I've been working on picture books for a number of years now, and this is the first one to actually come to fruition, and it's all illustrated, and it's being printed, and it's just so exciting and so fun, and then the other big thing would be um, we're launching this catechism project, which has been, you know, in process for a very long time, so it's been fun and exciting to see that actually bear fruit. Um, one more small thing is just that I started teaching fourth grade art this year. So I'm at the school now for three. So it's just, it's funny how the Lord just constantly likes to bring new things to me. Like now you're going to learn this. Okay. That sounds great. I love that. Like, I actually really love the opportunity to learn the new thing. Uh, I think that when you are teaching and when you are leading, you're learning more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a huge blessing how the Lord's given me those opportunities over the years to be able to really grow and mature. And also, I think I take things more seriously when someone is waiting on me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there are 20 eyes looking at me. I have to explain this properly. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to be confused. <laughs> and it happens. It's already happened. And it's the funniest thing. They're like, we don't understand, Mrs. Spieler. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> let me start over. <laughs> so those are the big things. <laughs> That's a lot of big things. <laughs> it is. It's it's kind of the sweet season of fruitfulness for us. Um, we've we really have had a lot of trials over the years, and it's it's really sweet to see so much hard work sort of start to come to fruition. And there are still many seeds being planted and many things growing up in our children and in our family, but these are some really beautiful things that the Lord's been able to help us enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what sometimes it's tempting to um, like fight those busy seasons or assume that something's wrong when life is just full and we're going, like, it sounds like, that must be a lot of back and forth, and, you know, with teaching only part-time and dropping mm -hmm. kids off in theater and all of that. It's easy to look at those pieces and just mm -hmm. say like, oh, you know, this isn't what it should be, but it might be, it might actually be a right. bunch of good things. 
Right. I mean, harvest season is one of the busiest seasons, but it's the most exciting, yeah. you know, and you have to pick the fruit. You have to put it in a basket. You have to carry it up the hill. You have to wash it. <laughs> and then you, have to, you have to somehow preserve it, you know, and then keep it, um, have it ready to distribute. You have to distribute it. It's just, it's a lot of work. You know, mm -hmm. I think that just fruitfulness in the Christian life is a lot of work. And of course, resting is important. And I have to build in those times of rest, but I think sometimes we make rest the whole piece of the picture. That's we're looking yeah. for that, that restful feeling that we want to have. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. um, you know, farming is just such a good example, uh, to follow because it's just hard work. <laughs> There's no getting around it. You just have to work hard. Yeah. If you want to bear fruit. <laughs> so what would you say? to the mom who really wants that kind of, um, Christian family culture, um, but doesn't know what it looks like or how to do it. I mean, you have the catechism music things and, um, I mean, you're, you're living it out, but also you, you shared with me how Christian culture building was just really something you were passionate about. So what would you like to share about that with our right, audience? Well, I would say, I think Christian culture building can look a lot of different ways. So yeah. for us, it tends to be fine arts. That's why the sports, you know, comment, because <laughs> we're musical, you know, we sing all the time where um, my husband is actually a much better artist than I am. Um, but I write creatively constantly. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh man, I should write that down. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a constant thing. And that's the way that the Lord made us. Um, so I, but I think that there, there are similarities with, I mean, a Christian family is the way that God intended family to be. Yeah. Meaning the gospel allows us to be the kind of families that God designed in the world. God wanted uh, a, a family that follows after him and that loves him and that is faithful. And so um, when I think about a Christian family, I'm thinking about a family that has Christ at the center and, um, you know, Colossians 1, 17, he is before all things and in him, all things fold together. And that's so true. Um, if we're not looking to Christ and we're looking to our own desires, it just doesn't it doesn't work. You have, especially with as many children as we have, we have a million, like we have six children and 25 personalities <laughs> and nobody has mental health issues. You know, it's, just, it's just, okay, who are we today? You know, it's so much creativity and so much fun and, and sometimes some somber moments, you know, and just everybody has their sort of seasons and moods and, um, discoveries and giftings. And so there's a lot going on. And I honestly, I think the number one obstacle to a Christian family is sin. You know, how do we deal with sin? And if, if you have a family that's not dealing with sin well, then, then that's going to get in the way of actually building a culture. You're just going to be constantly, um, Boy, I can't think of a good analogy, but it's not going to work. It's going to fall apart. <laughs> it's going to be ugly, basically. And I mean, we have had moments like that where I look around and I go, oh boy, we need to fix this. Let's let's just one by one, we're going to work through these things. And, you know, confronting sin as it happens. We're covering sin if as necessary, forgiving. Um, and then once you confront it, what happens then? Well, then the person repents and um, then they're forgiven. You know, and there's no bitterness afterwards because the bitterness can totally destroy the culture of a family. And so yeah. there's, 
I really think that Christ is the answer to that because without Christ, we are stuck in sin. We're stuck in all our selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Christ forgives our sin, it's gone. It's clean. You know, right. we're covered in his righteousness. So like, I like the analogy of a rug. Like you, if you cover over the dirtiness or the mess with a rug it's still actually there you're just ignoring that it's there Mm -hmm. and that's bitterness that's like it gets worse and worse until like you can't actually walk the rug anymore exactly or you can cover it like a vacuum cleaner covers you know dirt Mm -hmm. and then it's gone it's gone yep it's completely gone um yeah that's a good analogy I really like that a lot And I I really do think, you know, I think some people want the flashy, active, busy, fun family, um, but some people are not made that way. Like we sing all the time. Not everybody sings all the time. Some of y'all do sports (laughs) (laughs) and it's amazing, you know, and you're honoring God with your bodies. And I think that I have so much admiration for those families that we, we had a family in our Sunday school at our, our last church that they were so consistent. They showed up early every single at the same time every single week um they were dressed they were their hair was fresh they were ready to go and i think that there's um there's honor and there's beauty in that as well you know the people that are organized and that are structured and it's not flashy but it's necessary you know Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful it's beautiful to the lord because the lord loves order and some some people are consistently baking bread every sunday for communion. And I love that too. So there are just so many, there's such a variety of what has God given you and how are you going to be faithful with that? And sometimes that, I mean, there've been whole seasons where we're not doing anything except for eating and doing school and hopefully sleeping. <laughs> you know, And, and we're not even, I mean, we have piano lessons that the kids are taking. Sometimes we've had to tell our piano teacher, I'm really sorry. We didn't practice this week because we were sick or, you know, like sometimes we have health issues. My husband has health issues. And so there are whole seasons where what has God given us? He's only given us this amount of energy or this amount of time or this amount of money, you know, so there are limitations. And the question is, are we going to bury those talents in the ground that he gives us? Or are we going to turn a profit on them? Are we going to be faithful and trust him to make a feast out of the loaves and fishes? Yeah. Yeah. And we can draw encouragement and ideas from one another where we have giftings in different areas, but without comparing and trying to like copy. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, I mean, I think sometimes, so the artist in me is like, I don't want to do that because I want to do something different from that. But you know what, if she has figured out the best way to make that kind of bread, maybe I should just get her recipe, (laughs) you know, (laughs) if she's figured out a really great way to get her kids to bed, or if she had, I mean, we can learn from each other and not feel bad that it's not our own, like, individual idea, and that's maybe me talking to the right brain person who's, like, constantly coming up with ideas and feels like they have to create everything from scratch, (laughs) you know, it's okay, it's okay to look through the recipe book and find one that you like, (laughs) you don't have to make up your own. (laughs) Do you have so much going on in your life that you feel like you just have to cut things back in order to not go crazy? Do you wish you weren't as busy 
as you actually are? We need to have better answers to that internal overwhelm that wells up when we are given responsibility. The responsibility is not a problem. We just need to expand our capacity so we can handle it. I have a free workshop that will help you answer the overwhelm that threatens to swamp you. It doesn't have to. You don't have to cut everything out in order to handle the real life God has laid out in front of you. Go to answeroverwhelm.com and sign up to get instant access to the free workshop that will help you overcome overwhelm in your life. And be sure to come back for part two of my interview with Hannah Spuler next week. Until then, repent, rejoice, repeat.